Hey everybody, welcome back to It Came From Amity. This is Casey, and across from me, as always, is Noah Weddle. Your faithful co-host. That's right. He is also basically the producer and editor of this podcast as well. Um, so he goes and listens and checks for stuff, and he'll scrub stuff. Edit out want. names. Yeah, edit out names, which you know, we don't want people to hear. That's right, so... He'll do that, you know, when I when I muck it all up, so he fixes my mistakes. That's that's what he does. So, and what I do is basically I will think of a topic and we'll do a little bit of research and we'll come up and we'll talk about it. We say little bit of research. We don't yeah. do a lot. Um, yeah, because a lot of the stuff is is pretty is pretty uh, surface level research, but uh, depending on the topic, like what was it two years ago we did the Pleasant Pruitt. Um, yeah, Edinburgh. Uh, serial killer in, in, in Edinburgh. And uh, that was pretty in-depth. That was a pretty yeah. pretty nice little deep dive. There was still some information I couldn't find prior to airing. BTK, but, we did a lot. Yeah. Because there was so much to that story. Yeah, and uh, the JFK episode we talked about in, yeah. in, pretty de- in pretty good depth. So there are some things, depending on the topic, like you have to do a nice deep dive in order to give it any actual coverage. So uh, today we're, we're covering... A familiar thing it's folklore right mm-hmm. yes and i want you to try to pronounce it right because you knew i was going to do that i didn't know because i yeah. want you to try all right so <laughs> today's topic is la llorona la llorona see he could do it better than i can and i your l becomes a yeah 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 and and, and it's thing is like yeah because if you do the double l it does not sound like the l no it's supposed to be more yeah. like a y yeah it's like a hard Y. It's see, almost like Hebrew, like Yiddish. Yeah, almost. Where they, they yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and like, I took two years of Spanish, and I did, I did really well both years, but I never got that hard Y, and I never got to the point where I could do the dialect of rolling my R's. Yeah. Which always irritated my Spanish teacher. Right. But, um... I'm not that good at it, but if but, you try to pronounce it like it is, it kind of naturally starts to happen. Yeah. Yerona. So, yeah, I, I just, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. So, yes, the double L makes that hard guttural Y type sound. Um, they made a movie about this, and it had. Um, yeah, it was like, what, three years ago? <clears throat> yeah, Curse of Law, Yerona. And mm-hmm. it was, um, I can't remember her name. She's an amazing actress, but she was in it. And it was it was a decent. It wasn't that good, but it was fine. You know, it was just a typical jump scare horror movie, like yeah, like Annabelle kinda. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna uh, cover her today. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, and I I can't think of it. Yeah, either. she's a great actress, though. I just can't remember her name. I I bet we get to it by the end of the episode. Yeah, I'll find it. I uh, will find it. So La Herona. Was the uh, also translates to the weeping woman or the wailer, and the origin as contemporary, uh, you know, mythical creature. You know, experts now say is that you know she originates in a Hispanic, Hispanic American origins. That's how she comes about yeah. in this modern storytelling. And you said it translates to weeping woman. Yeah, or the weeping woman or the wailer. Um, so her origin, as it's known, at basically if you were to tell it in one line, is 
um, she drowns her children. And after she drowns them, she ends up, depending on who tells the story and which area you're telling it in, because the, and I'll get back to that. So the origin, uh, she's most known in like the southwestern United States, Mexico, Central America, and northern South America. So in that very tight district of Latin America. And so depending on... Back to the 1500s of conquistadors. Yes. Is what it, when it goes back to. Yes. And so depending on how you tell the story, either A, she drowns her children and then mourns them after and all the way into her death. And then in death, she roams bodies of water looking for her her for her dead children. The other side of the story is, is that she drowns her children and then kills herself and then in death regrets what she did and exactly. tries to find her children. And she cries. Did it say out. why she drowned them? In the lore, yes. So in the origin story, as most people understand it, is that she was actually an indigenous woman mm-hmm. and she ended up giving birth to um or got pregnant by uh, a conquistador. She had like an affair with him or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she has these children and then she ends up killing them. And then soon after regrets that. Did she kill them because she was disgusted that it, were, it was his kids? Or was it like the conquistadors are going to find the kids and kill them or make them slaves? So she tried to save them by killing them. The explanation in itself isn't really there. It's not really there. Some people say it's because of those theories. It's like, yeah. you know, well. She's disgusted or. She's disgusted. Um, that, of course, the other thing is, is that they're illegitimate. Of which, course, if he R-worded her like they used to do and she didn't want to be pregnant and have the kids, then she would be disgusted and angry. Right. You know. And you gotta remember in most cultures, um giving you know, having illegitimate children was a big no no. Yeah. Especially uh if you're Catholic. Yeah. Which most Spanish conquistadors were, most Spanish people were, and of course now most Latin America is also Catholic, most. So uh as Noah said, um in early Spanish colonial times in, in that region, uh the earliest known tale of La Llorona ended up being uh, about 1550s. Um, so, and as we said, between the conquistadores and the indigenous women there, uh, the original kind of origin story depicts it as an indigenous woman uh, murders her own children, which she bore from a wealthy Spaniard after he abandoned her. So just as one of your theories speculated, he basically takes off and then she's like in a fit of rage. He hit it and quit it. Murders the kids and then lives to regret it. it. Um, Then of course the villainous qualities of La Jarona includes uh, infanticide and the murdering of one's own blood is soon to be connected to the narrative surrounding Donna Marina, also known as La Malinche or I'm going to butcher some of these names. Um, Maltensen in her original nomenclature. Uh, today, the lore of La Jarona is well known in Mexico and the southwestern United States. Uh, as we said, the earliest tale goes back to about 1550 uh, from Mexico City, is about what we know. Um, and in that time, the legend came about from a specific Aztec mythological story. 
there was a story from uh, ancient Aztec times where it was talking about the hungry woman, uh, where the lore said that there was a woman who would cry out begging for food. She was starving. And then somehow this gets changed over to the wailing woman. Yeah. Um, due to the fact she's lost her children. You know, a lot of these folklore stories have like a lesson. Mm-hmm. That's why they're made. I wonder what the lesson would be from her. Don't drown your kids. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh-huh. um, that'd be like one of the bigger ones is obviously, you know, you you know, don't let your emotions control you. Yeah. Um, you know, I think would be one of the bigger ones is don't let your rage consume you. Don't yeah. don't let it drive you mad. Don't let it do things that you'll regret. Um also, it says here that the motherly nature of La Jorona's tragedy has been compared to Chihuahua Cotal, an Aztec goddess deity of motherhood. Her sinking of children to keep for herself is significantly compared to, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Coatlacuyu, known as Our Lady Mother, um, who's also been compared to Virgin de Guadalupe, another significant mother figure in Mexican culture, also a monster of ours, filth or sin. So she goes around... And just tries to lure children. Uh, La Jorona? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like in modern in this modern story of La Jorona is like she roams bodies of water, and she cries out wanting her children, and then if I remember right, she's tr- a she's trying to find her children, and then hopefully reunite with them and then there would be peace. Yeah. But if she finds someone else's children, then she might end up drowning them. Okay. Uh, there's also been reports, um, that or other people who have said that, that she will attack adults. Um, there's been slapped hand videos of people hearing wailing and crying. And mm-hmm. it's like, is that her, you know? Yeah. There's been a lot of reports in, especially in like, uh, Southwest United States, around Mexico, uh, Central America, and other places around Latin America in that region, well, they'll say they say Hila Harona, well, they see a woman in white who is screaming, crying out, begging for her children. Yeah. And then when they come too close, they end up becoming attacked. There was one video I saw, and I'm not convinced, obviously, that it's real, but there was one, and there was a... Um, a man swimming in a creek or a river or something. And as he's like, and he's up near the bank of this stream and you can see what looks like a woman in white in a white gown kind of floating next to him. Yeah. Like face down. And you see her hands stretching out to get him. Now, some say that it's La Jorona, but they, they also don't really know if it's that or not because they go, well, she wasn't in the water. So was it something else? Was that yeah. a different entity altogether? Was it the same entity? Does it really matter? And then, of course, you know, other people go, how do we know this isn't just another deep fake? And right. it doesn't really matter anyway. So, um, but the, the, the legend is, is yes, that, that she wants to find her, the spirits of her children so they can be reunited in the afterlife and there will be peace for her. And, of course, there never has been. Uh, right. Um, at least by what reports are, is that people say they see her, but um, but if you go after the data of La Harona, it's basically she's a 
it's it's a a conflation of different other lores meshed together yeah to be one so and obviously like kind of like all these other tales it ends up being like you know like almost like a a, fa- um, a fable of sorts where it's yeah. like there's a lesson attached to it um store of course this does not she is not alone in this genre of um entities these ghosts we know that there are tales of these types of women in iberian cultures amerindian uh, cultures um and then of course we also know um in hebrew mythology there's this uh, resurgence of the uh, mythology of lilith from the bible they say that lilith was adam's first wife um in hebrew mythology um which you don't find that in the Bible at all. It's supposed to be like in the Kabbalah or something. But anyway, to go after that, and we could do a whole episode on her, uh, Lilith was Adam's supposedly first wife. And um, if I remember right, she ends up getting pregnant and then she loses the child or something happens. And then God banishes her and then somehow she becomes her own deity and she would become synonymous with where she would go and she would uh, go into ha- homes of pregnant women or women who had just had children. And she would either kill the unborn or kill the newborn in, 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 re- in revenge. Yeah. Um, she was actually blamed for many, 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 many newborn deaths and stillborns and... Um, in the early in like early Hebrew, uh, you know, ancient Hebrews, and of course, you know, we now know that probably a lot of those newborn deaths was mostly like, most likely SIDS. Yeah. And you know, because you know, here's this healthy kid who now died overnight. Well, right. we still have that problem today, and now we know it as SIDS or sudden, sudden infant death syndrome. So, uh, but she's been compared to the Eve and Lilith stories. Um, there's, uh, of course, there's also the uh, resemblance to the ancient Greek tale from the demigoddess Lamia, in which uh, Hera, as Zeus's wife, learned of his affair with Lamia and killed all the children Lamia had with Zeus. Out of jealousy over the loss of her own children, Lamia kills other women's children. Um, which, that's not off offside for Greek and Roman mythology. Zeus had children with lots and lots of women in, in, in yeah. Greek and Roman mythology. Um which prompted similar results. Matter of fact, that's how we get Medusa. Yeah. Um, which with Medusa, it wasn't Zeus. It was Poseidon. Poseidon had an affair with Medusa. And I believe it was Athena got jealous. If I remember right, because Medusa was supposed to be the most beautiful woman in all the land. Athena gets jealous. Well, there's Hercules too. Cause he was like half woman, half man, half God too. Yes. And Zeus got around. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Zeus got around in both Greek and Roman lore. Right. Uh, but yeah, with Medusa, I believe it was Poseidon that had an affair with her. Athena got jealous, cursed Medusa, to which all men who looked upon her turned to stone. Yeah. And so then Perseus ends up killing Medusa. Anyway, so there's all these different... No, Percy Jackson killed Percy Medusa. Jackson. Yeah. Remember those movies? I saw the first one. Yeah. Percy Jackson did it, man. Yeah. My my ex-wife's nephew read all the books. He was all big into that. 
Um, and then there's uh, the Florentine Codex, which is a portent text that originated in Lake Mexico in 1519. And there's a quote that says, The sixth omen was that many times a woman would be heard going along weeping and shouting. She cried out loudly at night, saying, Oh, my children, we are about to go forever. And sometimes she said, Oh, my children, where am I to take you? Um, to the pool. So, yeah, they go to the pool. Mm. And so by what we know in the data is that La Jarona actually predates what is what we know to be Hispanic. It goes back to the Aztec uh, culture um, and then gets conflated into this. Um, yeah, it's been recycled and reused over and over. Yes. So as we and there are regional versions of this, uh, and we got on this before. There was the um, one legend is that uh, there was a a beautiful woman. Her name was Maria, and she marries this rich uh, ranchero or conquistador, depending on which region she's in, who to whom she bears two children. And then one day she, Maria sees her husband with another woman, and in a fit of rage, she drowns the children in the river, and then she immediately regrets it. And then, of course, unable to soon uh, to save them and consumed by her guilt, she drowns herself as well, but is unable to enter the afterlife, forced to be in purgatory and roam this earth until she finds her children. And then in another story, uh, her children are legitimate, and she drowns them so that their father cannot take them away to be raised by his new wife. Uh, recurring themes and variations of the La Jorona myth include a white, wet dress, nocturnal wailing, and an association with water, which is all things we hit on. There's even earlier. an American one. It's not too similar, but the bride whose husband or whose fiance went away to the Civil War and never came back, and she locked herself in her room and just cried out the window until yeah. she died. Yeah, that's similar. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it kind of feels like a variation of it. Yeah, and. Yeah, and, and yeah, because she got and goes crazy from the whole idea that her husband's been killed. Like crying herself to death, basically. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to take a little drink here real quick. Um, and we know, like we said, the legend of La Jorona is deeply rooted in Mexican uh, pop culture. Her story is told to children as they grow up. So, like, we have the boogeyman here in the United States, and a lot in the Western world, we have the boogeyman. Uh, in Mexico, they tell the story of La Jorona. In order to uh, discourage children from wandering off into the dark and nearby bodies of water, um, so that way they don't get in there and then they drown. So these kids are raised on that story, so they don't go to the water and subsequently get hurt. Um, and of course, she's also uh, um, personified a lot uh, in the uh, Mexican uh, celebration of Day of the Dead. In Guatemala, they have her, uh, her as well. Uh, in the United States, um, a lot of Hispanic families tell the story of La Jorona to scare children into good behavior. Sometimes specifically to deter children from playing near dangerous water, like quick-moving uh, rivers, streams, whatever. Uh, also telling them is that her cries are heard as she walks around the street or near bodies of water to scare children from wandering around, resembling the stories of El Cucuy. In Chumash mythology indigenous to Southern California, La Jorona is linked to the... I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Nunesis, a mythological creature with a cry similar to that of a newborn baby. Huh. 
Okay. Didn't know that. Um, so in Venezuela, they also have a version of the tale uh, set in the Venezuelan Llanos during the colonial period. La Llorona is said to be the spirit of a woman that died of sorrow after her children were killed, either by herself or by her family. Families traditionally place wooden crosses above their doors to ward off such spirits. So, to go out... It's like Passover. Kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kill the newborn, kill the firstborn. And then do the red paint. Yep. Yep. I'm sitting here by the chosen one to kill the firstborn son. I'm creeping death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> So, this will pique Noah's interest. So, uh, the story of La Jorona was first appeared on film in 1933's La Jorona film in Mexico. Rene Cardona's uh, 1960 film, La Jorona, was also shot in Mexico, as was the 1963 Linda film. Linda Cardellini. That's the name of the actress. Who? Linda Cardellini. Oh, yeah. A little hottie. Mm-hmm. But anyway. The Curse of the Crying Woman, directed by Rafael Baladon. And then 2008 Mexican horror film Kilometer 31 is inspired by Legend of La Jorona. Additionally, the early 2000s saw a spate of low-budget movies based on La Jorona, including The River, Legend of La Jorona, Revenge of La Jorona, The Whaler, La Jorona, The Curse of La Jorona. Holy crap. Because, you know, originality. The Curse of La Jorona is the newest one with her. Um. And then there was a 2007 They find a subject movie. and they beat it to death. Oh, they really they? do. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like all of a sudden you had these low-budget Slenderman movies. And, yeah. And you know just, why that is? Not only does it sell, yeah, but it's all made by different studios, so they don't have to follow. They can do whatever they want. That's why it, you can get two or three. I remember when Dunkirk came out, the big Nolan one. Yep. There was like four or five just crappy-looking Dunkirk movies that came out at the same time. Yeah. Trying to take advantage of that, you know. Yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. Because then you're waiting through a sea of crap, and you're like, "Oh, here's the good one." And they put it at Walmart, so like they'll make the cover look similar, and Mm -hmm. they'll put it at Walmart, and then Grandma's shopping. Oh, that looks like that movie my grandboy was talking about. So she'll buy that crappy movie. That's what happens. Yeah, it's a scam. Then they put it on Netflix, and you think, oh, is this the Dunkirk? And yeah. you watch it, I'm like, this is not. Or they'll take an old movie and repurpose it yes. and call it something else. Mm-hmm. An old movie that's just terrible and has no, you know what I mean? Like yep. there's, and, and they'll just buy that old movie for cheap, repurpose it, repackage it, and then sell it for a scam. Yep. They do it all the time. Yes, they do. Uh, she was also the primary antagonist in a 2007 movie called Joa Kell. In the 2011 Mexican animated film, I'm going to try to pronounce that. Um, in this particular movie, though, her uh, she's a more sympathetic character. The children die in an accident rather at their mother's hands. Um, then in the 2017 Pixar film Coco, La Jorona, the Mexican's folk song popularized by Andreas Hanonostrosa in 1941, is sung by Alana Ubach. And, of course, in July 2019, there's another one, The Curse of La Jorona for Warner Brothers, which was the one that was uh, the big one that was yeah. made. It's also, in the Conjuring universe. Yes. In 2019, there was another one made, uh, directed by Guatemalan film, 
Yeah, it was Jairo Bustamante. Okay. And the one that we just talked about, The Legend of Horona, was filmed in January 2022. And it has Danny Trejo, Autumn Reeser, and Antonio Cupo. Danny Trejo. You know it's going to be a pretty decent movie if he's in it. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean he's, he's just so cool. Um, and, of course, there's all kinds of literature, books, short stories, creepypastas going around La Jorona. Um, there uh, there's actually um, plays written about La Jorona. Um, here's a cool little excerpt. There is a legend of La Jorona um, in a memoir called Ordinary Girls. And this quote is, um, and, and the woman that wrote it, her Jacara Diaz. The scariest part was not that La Jorona was a monster or that she came when you called her name three times in the dark or that she could come into your room at night and take you from your bed like she'd done with her own babies. It was that once she'd been a person, a woman, a mother. And then a moment, an instant, a split second later, she was a monster. Um... And I think, and of course, there's all kinds of television credits as well. And uh, there's even been a few songs and stuff about her. But what I find interesting about that is if you look at modern, our modern time, drowning actually seems to be a very common way to kill children when it comes to mothers. Yeah, it's easy. Like there was the you mother, make it look like an accident yeah. very easily. There was the mother in Texas here a few years back that famously did it mm-hmm. or infamously did it. Um, not so well known is back in my um, tenure as a EMT working here in Johnson County, and I was off shift. It was so we worked on a on a rotating twenty four hour schedule. So one uh, one twenty four hour period all mm-hmm. on, and then. 48-hour period off. Um, It was the shift right before mine, I believe. Uh, These two ladies were working the ambulance that night, and they get a call down to Trafalgar. And if you guys have any idea what I'm talking about, you may know the story, you may not, I don't know. But it was down to Trafalgar, and this mother drowned two of her children in a during a custody dispute with her and her ex-husband or a strange Why husband. do the kids always end up being the ones to pay? Because she can't do anything to her husband? Pretty that's much. Because that's how she's going to get back. Yeah. Or how the father gets back, depending on who's the perpetrator of the crime. And what I find heinous about that act, obviously, of course, is the, the mother drowns her two children in the bathtub, is the crew, and I knew both women, they, they transport both children to the hospital. And um, then they get told by the dispatch at that time, not Johnson County dispatch, but by the, the uh, now defunct company dispatcher to go back to the scene to transport the mother to um, a hospital for psychiatric eval. Mm-hmm. And I would have outright declined that. I would have refused. Like, y'all could fire me. I'm not taking Get the her. police to do it. Right. Right? She's or, dangerous. Or, or another truck. She just murdered two people. She's dangerous. 
my thing is, is like, that's the police's job. You just transported two dead babies, and now you're being forced to transport. Yeah. Like the I would, person who did it. Like I probably would have. That seems her. like it should have been a cop's job, though. A, a lot of times in that scenario, like I could tell you back in my time when I was an EMT. We transported lots of patients for, for psychiatric eval mm-hmm. because they might be on drugs. They might uh, it might be something else in which they need medical. But still, she's considered dangerous. So mm-hmm. and you well, guys that, are unarmed, you know. What what they usually do in that scenario is like they'll handcuff her to the cot, mm. or we can like or like some ambulance companies have soft restraints. Um. But a lot of times they would be cuffed to the cot, and then at that point, the, well, even going back there to get her, I mean, she could hold herself hostage in the house or something, you know. Well, my my whole thing, my whole thing of the matter was, is like I wouldn't have taken that run just simply out of the fact is I just transported those kids, and I would have been yeah. so angry. You would want to beat her to death, probably. Oh yeah, I I couldn't believe, and I'm like, you guys took the run. She's like, well, we had to take the run. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you have to. But at that point, I would have marked it out of service and been like, someone else could do it. Yeah, but um. But that was about, I think that happened like 11 years ago or so. I want to say it was in that timeline, like 10, 12 years ago. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty sad. Um, but that does seem to be a common thing for mothers to do is to drown. And I think it's because it's easy, it's convenient. Uh, they can the overpower them. Kids don't suspect them. it. Yeah. Um. We're going to play in the bathtub? Cool. Yeah. And, you know? and, yeah, I mean, because you know, a lot of times the kids have no idea what's going on. Um, wasn't there also a movie? Um, I can't remember who was in it. Was it Leonardo DiCaprio that was in it? <clears throat> oh, yeah. And Shutter Island. Yeah, and she, killed, and she drowned the kids in yeah. the pool. She was crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember because he was so good in that movie, dude. Yeah. He was so incredible. And when he comes back and sees her in the water, what did you do? And he's like screaming and crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, there's a reason he's like the best actor, you know? Yeah. That was a messed up movie. Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Anything he does is that just... That was such a messed up movie. I loved it, though. But yeah, I mean, so it, it, it does... It is a common tool when mothers kill their own. Yeah. It does seem to be drowning as a common theme. Drowning. Or there's the crazy psycho moms who just decide to drive the wrong way in traffic and kill everybody. That happens a lot, too. Did you see that documentary? It's like, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. It's on HBO. It's about that woman who did that. Is that when we covered that? Like, we were doing, like, a Maybe. list of true crime in yeah. Indiana or something like that? Yeah, I can't remember if it was in Indiana or what, but, um, yeah. And then you find out, like... Her husband had, there was a lot of stuff going on in her life and she Mm. was under a lot of pressure. I mean, there's never an excuse to do that, but she mentally broke, you know, and there's a lot. And, you know, a mom would not just drown her kids for fun. I mean, there's always reasons behind it. You know what I mean? I mean, she's just completely cuckoo for a couple of Yeah, I mean, whether that reason be you're on drugs or maybe you do feel like your kids are in danger, so you're going to take them out mercifully. You know what I mean? Right. There's always a reason for it. Because there's no... The bond between a mother and kid, it's against her instinct in every way to let something happen to them. Right. Right? A mom will die before she lets her kids die. 
And, usually, and that's yeah. just a maternal, it's built in, mm -hmm. you know. So there's got to be something completely reversed and wrong oh, yeah. for that to happen. Yeah, there's something psychologically messed yeah. up in there. I mean, it's, it goes, it's almost inhuman, you know, against our every intention for mm -hmm. that to happen. Yeah. So. No, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, I think um, you, could, you could see um, La Jarona as a, a cautionary tale. Um, it's a dark one. Yeah. I mean, La Llorona is fun. It's a fun story with fun movies, even though they're not the best movies. Right. It's a cool concept, but at the root of it, it is a dark and, and sad story. It really is. And then, and that's the thing is like, you know, like I said, I mean, the data shows that she's a conflated figure that's changed through time from her original mm -hmm. concept in Aztec culture and mythology. But a lot of people believe in her existence. Right. As a real entity. Mexicans probably use it as a, you better not do this. Yeah, or I mean, La Llorona will get you. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, they do. They, it's like, like what we used to do with the boogeyman. Oh, I, and that's why, like I said earlier, I mean, a, a lot of Hispanic families do use her as a, uh -huh. a boogeyman to keep kids safe. Um, Don't go wandering in the woods alone. La, La Llorona hangs out in the creek. Well, that was like something we talked about like a year ago. We were talking about... Folk tales and how they're used. Folk to, tales, like yeah. especially like, in, like a lot of German fairy tales. Yeah, like Krampus. holy crap. Yeah, like there's a ton, there's a ton of them, and they're used to scare children to behave. Right. Now, not the best way to parent. Yeah, trauma can you know, be beneficial. It's yeah, but at the same time, when you're parenting, we've learned explaining to them why they shouldn't do something instead of just saying "Don't do that, or you'll die." Like why <laughs> you shouldn't do it, right? <laughs> you just reminded me there was um. There was a thing I saw where uh, Bobby Lee was on a uh, oh, yeah. podcast. You watch with, TV uh, too close, Segura. your father die. <laughs> or your grandpa die. You, you watch TV too close, grandpa, grandpa die. die. But, but grandpa's yeah. already dead. <laughs> you you killed it. him. You did it. Oh, dude, I laughed yeah. so hard at that. Their Bad Friends podcast is so funny. Him yes, and Andrew is. Santino. Oh, oh my, my God. God, dude, it's funny. Dude, I I, I laughed so hard. Bobby Lee's that. hilarious, He really dude. is. I, I remember watching him on Mad TV when I was a kid, and I was yeah. like, he was my least favorite one. Yeah. But you gotta now, You got to kind of get into his personality because he's he's kind of whiny, and he, he gets yeah. emotional real easy. He really does. He's funny, though. Did you see the one where – I know we're totally off topic, but did you see the one where – uh, he's on a podcast, and he's on there, and he goes, when I was, how, I remember how old he said he was, like 11, I was molested. And they lose their minds. They start, yeah. they start like, and they're both comedians, the guys on the podcast. Right. And he's like, what's so funny? And then he's like, nothing. He's like, you can't. And then he, and then he goes, I'm going to say it again, and if you guys laugh again, I'm going to leave. And he was like, okay, we're, we're good. Yeah. Then he changes it. When I was such such age, I was brutally molested, and, and I started you know laughing. He's like, "Why are you laughing?" I said, "But you, and they said because like because you can't throw the curveball like that. You can't right. go from molested to brutally molested." But yeah, he does come off as kind of whiny. But like a lot of like the there uh, there was the one bad friends segment where they're like talk about how Bobby Lee would be in a movie in the scenario. All of a sudden, now he's. Chinese, yeah, living they, in Chinatown. They just use his race for yeah, whatever they... Yeah, just Asian. Yeah. So now he's all these Asian stereotypes. Yeah. He's got a Samsung phone, watching on a Toshiba TV, wearing a kimono. I, I love that that podcast, dude. It's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. 
But but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's every culture has their 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 cautionary tales for children to scare them to do the right thing. Right. Um, I because th- I mean, honestly though it does it, it, not that fear is a useful parenting tool, but it does also teach children that a healthy level of fear is, yeah. is okay. Like you should be terrified of that moving vehicle coming down the street. It will blood. It you will right. be a splatter. So a healthy level of fear is okay because kids are fearless. Yeah. I have two. Up until I taught them to fear certain things, those dudes would be the dumbest like, thing on the face of the planet. It's like when you're doing driver's ed. And they make you watch the graphic videotape of the car accidents with people and their skin peeled back and yep. their skulls cracked open. Yeah. And you're like, why are we watching this? And you realize, oh, they want us to know what happens when you drive like a jackass. <laughs> right. That's exactly what yeah. it is. It's like, you need to see this because this is yeah. real. It's on yeah. a movie where they cut away. Or this you, is what really happens. You know, it's insinuated this gruesome event is yeah. taking place inside that vehicle. This is really what it looks like. And I could tell you, as an EM, uh, being a former EMT, Whatever you see in pictures and video, I guarantee you looks much, much worse. Yeah. In quote, oh, I'm like sure, close up. I'm sure it does. I don't even, I can't stand that stuff. Right. I remember watching that. I had to leave the room because I was going to throw up. I can't stand real blood. Like, oh, movies I, are fine, but. Dude, I don't know what, what it is. Like, for me, it was like, I do not like. Okay, so like a lot of like horror movies now, they do a lot of gore for gore's sake, right? Yeah. It's just gore porn. So they're just like doing it just because they want to be gory. Right. And I cannot stand that. But as an EMT for seven years, I could go, like, I've seen some, like, there was one scene in Franklin one, one time where a woman was stabbed like 30 something times. Jeez. She survived, by the way. Um, and there was blood all over the living room. Like, we didn't even make it inside the house. The fire department was bringing her out to us. Yeah. Um, she was covered in blood, and from what I could see, there was just red smattered everywhere. Ugh. And I was it looked like a horror movie scene. Gosh. And I was like, oh, th- this is real. Like, this is real life. And, but you just, you know, you just have to start doing what you got to do. Yeah. And, which my patient care that night was very minimal because Franklin Fire's given us this patient, my medic. And and us get her in the, in the into the ambulance. Most of the patient care was already being done. She already had an IV and stuff. So we just basically drove as fast as we could drive to uh, Methodist in Indy. And so yeah, whatever. And I guess that's what I'm saying is is like yeah. I mean, there's just it's that. I mean, it does look. I I, I I'm the reverse. I can I do not like gore porn in movies because like look how much gore we can yeah, do. Yeah, but to me it's like that's just corn syrup and fake CGI. Right. But in real life it's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it is. But you were conditioned the other way, you know? You've seen it in real life and you're used to it. I mean, not to say that doesn't it didn't affect me. Yeah. Because it did. But You it, still have more experience than most people though. It, it's just yeah, I mean, it's just different. But um yeah, I, yeah. So I was like the other way. I was like, yeah. uh, like uh, there was there was a movie that came out, and it's got like a weird clown, terrifier. Yes, it's and there was a up. scene where he takes this bat to this woman uh-huh. and like caves her chest in with it. Yeah, and it, it's uh, very graphic. Very graphic. Yeah, 
I never so badly wanted to kill a clown in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's got some. He's got a weird sense of humor. It's like funny. Some of it's yeah, because funny. like at first he's like acting like he's like going to back off of her, uh-huh. and then he like throws this like jar of like acid in her yeah. face. Yeah, and and the whole and the whole scene was just gore for gore. That's sake. what it is. And you know that movie was so successful they crowdfunded a second one and, yes, and made it. It was successful too. Yeah. So. So, like I said, complete and total gore porn. Yeah. For the sake of gore. It's like an old 70s, like the first Texas Chainsaw was gory. Yes. You know, it's like that old style of 70s horror. Yeah. They, mean, they were as gory as possible. Evil Dead was gory. Yes, it was. So. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. So, yeah, fear is, is a great thing. They to try, it's because they used practical stuff and it just looked real. Right. Yeah. You, you, it's hard to separate it. Yeah. You know. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> we're like talking about gore. We're like, yeah. And then there's Al Gore. My God, Al Gore. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, so that's kind of a La Llorona. So now Noah's got me saying it right. Thank you, Noah. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's I. I, I thought it was kind of neat because we've talked a, like about her. Like we were doing like a list like a year ago yeah. of like famous spirits, and right. I was going. I was sitting here thinking like the other day like. Let's actually talk about her a little bit because it's a neat topic. Yeah, she's interesting. She is interesting. Um, and that one, we haven't talked about ghosts in a while. And I was like, let's talk about a ghost. Um, but, yeah, so that is our ghost story. Um, next week, we'll be back in the studio with a brand new topic. Also, we're going to start the kind of like the story time segment. Next week, I've got a couple of uh, stories saved. Um, I'm still actually trying to write my own short. There was one I really, I had saved a long, 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 long time ago. It was a really good one. Actually, no, you were in it. Uh-oh. Yeah, it was supposed to be like, like back when, um, it had been like the early 2000s. I wrote this out and it was like me and you and someone else were on this car ride in like the country in like Johnson County. And I think I was driving and we hit this. We thought we hit a person Oh. and we all get out and there's no one there. There's no dent, but we all saw her and then we all get in the car and we're driving. And then I look in the rearview mirror so you're sitting shotgunning me. I want to say it was supposed to be Sean Hansen with us mm. is what I want to think. If I remember the, if the writing, right. And I look in the mirror and I see like an interview and I see Sean and I see another figure. And she's just sitting there and she's sitting there and I look and we all, and I hit the brakes real hard. We all see her. And all of a sudden she just like cries to go black. Her mouth drops wide open and she just screams and wails. Yeah. And we all like, get out and we run separate directions into the woods and where she basically starts to hunt us down one by one. Mm. And I tried desperately to find that cause I printed out copies Yeah, and I, I cannot find it. I have no huh. idea where it went, but I, I promise she was better than what I described. Right. It was, it was cause I mean, there was a lot of detail. There was, but yeah, it was a good story, but yeah. So we're going to start the story segment next week and I wish I could go back and find all my old stuff I used to write too, but it's long gone. Oh yeah, but interesting so, stuff. Yeah, 
and so uh so there's that so next week will be a brand new episode this episode should be airing sometime later on the day if not by the end of the weekend depending on what noah has uh uh planned for should the be day pretty yeah pretty soon but uh this has been an awesome episode another great friday with noah um hope you guys enjoy the weekend stay safe and uh have a good time have a you know with your friends and family should be a nice decently warm weekend uh not today but saturday and sunday i think it's supposed to be in the 50s yeah, so it is you guys have a good one stay safe and see you next week bye-bye